0: celebrating the world's best dabs. Son, this is whiskey. Try some. Okay, thanks, Dad. What are you doing? Here's to all the dads who impregnated all the moms and made
1: us. Hey, I'm not made of money. What am I, a money tree? I just need bail, Dad. National Bank of Dad everybody be nice to your dad.
2: maybe just leave them alone some peace and quiet and don't ask me for money what is happening party people jp here i am joined as always with my buddy nick martin over there what's going on guys how are you man i'm good man it's- good good yeah. it's 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 been a little bit of time
0: yeah. that's right we're on season two
2: we are it's season two well it's a new year New Year, yes. So since it's a new year, we are uh, in season two, even though we did two episodes in the first <laughs> season. But anyway, that's neither here nor there.
0: We are just getting started. We're getting, We're getting started
2: uh, for this year. We get that piece of crap 20 out of, it's in the rearview mirror. That's right. And hopefully things get better this year. Uh, joined us today on DadCast. By the way, this is the DadCast podcast coming at you where we talk all things dad and many other things. We always go off the rails here.
0: Yes, we do. Yes, <laughs> Joined do. us is
2: our very special guest from RogueWeather.com, a former radio man
1: himself, Mr. Greg Roberts. How are you, bud? JP, I'm awesome. Good to see you. You as well. Nick. Hey, man, been Good a while. Last you. time yeah. I saw you, it was truly a rocking event. It was. It was <laughs> a crazy. rocking event. Well,
0: that must have been a concert you were speaking oh, of. Oh, yes. Lita Ford and Kip Winger. Good times.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. My my buddy Kip. He's my main man now. I mean, what do I got to do? The guy dedicated a song to me in the concert, so of course... I gotta love him.
0: Yes, exactly. Oh,
1: if only you were seventeen. <laughs> oh, I thank God I'm not, but I will take Miles away. That song, that song had always meant something to me and that Kip heard my story and then dedicated it to me. Priceless, best concert experience ever. I don't know what tops that.
2: Awesome. Let's revisit. I know one Volbeat, but we'll revisit that in a bit. We'll revisit that in a bit. Um, Greg, tell us about yourself, who you are. First of all, you are a dad, right? Because I, I need to yes, ask that sir. question. Yeah. If you're not a dad, i got to kick you out of the studio.
1: Now I, I get to qualify. I qualify, actually, on multiple dad points, one of which is I have my own daughter, Emily Grace, who was... Um, a very unexpected gift from God. I had my first biological child when I'm 44 at an age where most guys are well into grandpa's stage, and that was my first biological child. And then I have a son, Evan, that was adopted because of a prior marriage. And unfortunately, when that marriage went south, I have not seen or really heard from him since, but that's the price you pay for things, I guess. But then there's five other young people out there that you know for whatever reason their dads are no longer in their lives in two cases because they were tragically taken they're passed away so I get to play that kind of dad role and in a way it's also more big brother but it's a lot of life coach to talk to them about what's going on in their life I help work them through these different processes they're going through and say okay look The heart's going to tell you one thing. Your brain's going to tell you another. Mm -hmm. You have got to stop and look at the situation and go, what ultimately provides the best benefit for me? Sometimes your heart is right, but more often your brain is right and it's looking at bigger picture and deciding, if I do this, how does this ultimately play out in my life? Will I be better because of it or will I won't? Greg Roberts getting real heavy
2: real quick wow. right off the bat. Yeah. yes. Pump the brakes there, buddy. Okay. On.
1: <laughs> We're on <in> the
0: break. <laughs> no, Whoa. that's
2: good, man. That's, that's, that's good stuff. We'll, we'll touch on that here a little yeah. bit later. Um, how old, how old are, uh, is your daughter? Uh, Emily is now 12. 12 years old. Which blows
1: my mind. So yeah, 44.
2: And so I'm right there with you. I mean, I'm not that late into the game. I am, how the hell old am I, Nick? I'm 46 now. Okay. <laughs> and my youngest is seven years old.
1: Wow. So okay.
2: you know, I was thirty nine, thirty eight years old yep. when I and you, I'm Nick, forty one. I have an eight
0: month old. Yeah. There you go. So it's yeah. crazy. It's never yeah. too late. Never. Too, but it's a hell of a lot harder. Um. It's <laughs>
2: I. I can't. You can yeah. vouch for that because yes. you had them young. Yes. And you had them late. Yes. I. I. I skipped that whole young part and got all the partying and all that stuff out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um. And then you know now yeah. I think I'm better suited to be a dad, older in
0: life i I agree with that i definitely think i'm much better a lot more calm more patient
1: but but, well the one thing (laughs) the one thing i had guys coming and telling me you know and i'm talking to guys especially guys that i softball play with or go out and go hunting with i'm like hey i'm gonna be a dad and i'm 44 and the first time ever truly being a dad every single one of them said oh man." you are going to be a so much better dad than I was when I had my first kid. Most of them had them literally their senior year of high school or shortly thereafter. And they all said something along the same vein. I wasn't even done growing up myself, and suddenly I'm supposed to raise a kid. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So that. So uh, your daughter is your
2: only biological.
1: Only biological. Forty
2: four was your first. Yep. Wow. Did you fall into the category like myself, where for many, many, many years, and not for a lack of trying, mind you, thought you were shooting blanks because you know. Actually, no. (laughs) The irony
1: is, my first wife and I, um, we were trying to have kids, and. Sadly for us, what that generated was two miscarriages for her. Oh, that sucks. But when we were in the process of discovery what the issue was, uh, we found out real fast it definitely was not me, and it definitely was her. And um, the second miscarriage she had nearly killed her. She had severe endometriosis, Mm -hmm. and then the stress of the miscarriage at the time it happened, she had a chunk, a bigger than the size of a golf ball of her uterus just completely collapse and explode. And she was hemorrhaging to death as a result. And the doctor came out and told me, this is bad. This is really bad. We're calling in the emergency surgery team right now and you need to start calling your family and you need to pray. And I said, how bad is this doctor? And she said, she's 50, 50 to come out of that door. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow. Well, she made it, but I will never forget that whole experience and what that was like.
2: There's Greg. Going deep and deep wow. and dirty again, yeah. man. Wow. Experiences. Yeah. A slight in the mood. Yeah. Okay. Tell us about the weather.
1: <laughs> oh, the weather here. I mean, there are people back east that would kill to have what we have, a 55-degree day and power on demand.
2: Yeah, exactly. So you run RogueWeather.com. Yep. Uh, tell us about that journey
1: um, JP I think you can probably appreciate this more than anybody else on the planet right now that really got started because I one way or another managed to close every single door in radio to me <laughs> and then the economy really finished it off right 2008 um, yeah yep that that economy um, when I hit unemployment, In 2009, the state of Oregon was really encouraging when they looked at my work history and said, oh, we don't see any jobs ever coming back in those industries, meaning radio and TV. So I was like, what am I going to do? Well, what had been a hobby for me, storm chasing and weather, Mm -hmm. provided the clue. I'm watching all these guys I know who are storm chasers in the Midwest, and I'm following them on their live streams on Mm -hmm. their websites And all of a sudden, I started noticing on their websites, boy, they got a lot of advertising from national and regional advertisers. And the light bulb goes on, and I start talking to these guys. I go, how much revenue are you making off of your website? Well, they start telling me how much money they're making because of pay-per-view. And I said, no, how much are you making on your advertisers? When I heard those numbers, I went, hmm, I could probably do that here in Medford and that was the whole impetus to create Rogue Weather. And that's what made me do it. The end result of which puts me now in 2011 is when we really got rolling with that. Mm-hmm. Now here we are going on 10 years later. We have reached over 9 million people around the globe. We are consistently reaching 100 to 150,000 people a week. And I sometimes just look at this and can't even believe this is my life. I never planned any of this. I never dreamed any of this. You just threw a little pebble on a hill, and it took off rolling downhill, and now there's this monster thing that I couldn't even conceive of ever happening. Well, that's typically how it happens, man. Yeah.
2: And you're very successful at it, man. So congratulations, well, thank probably, you very to much. you, man.
1: That is good. I ain't going to lie.
2: I uh, many times have reached out to you before, right before a trip and saying, should I take this trip? Yeah. And, and then, you know, yeah. he goes, dude, come on. Yeah. Stop asking the damn questions. You can look it up yourself, but you're my friend, so I'll tell you. And then <laughs> exactly. here he is. Uh, I want a quick break here. Got a shout out to our sponsors, Boneyard Elixir, with their CBD infused goodness. I'm going to crack open a grape soda yeah, right now. They have two new
0: flavors tropical and grape. If you guys want this delivered to your door, boneyardelixir.com it delivers mm-hmm. right to your door. You don't have to leave the house. It's awesome. I just had a sip of the grape soda and the CBD action. It's pretty tasty. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm not gonna bad.
1: Go, I'm going to go on the tropical here. He's, He's going on go. the
0: tropical. All right. Nice. So we also need to thank JL Insurance, LLC. If you need insurance, hit him up on Facebook. Jeff Fogelquist, he'll take care of you. What type of insurance? All types of insurance. Home, oh. auto, life, business. How about a
2: personal property? Sure,
0: I think so. Okay, <laughs> most likely because
2: that camera over there that's filming this podcast is sitting on a tripod that <laughs> barely can hold on... the weight of the strap that's on that camera. Exactly. So, you might want to get a personal property insurance yes. policy on that camera
0: from your boy. I, yeah, good, good call. All right, hitting him up on Facebook right now, Nick. What's last that,
2: time we spoke? Was a couple months ago. Yes. Uh, lots of things have gone down. Uh, we're still in the COVID era. Yes. There's still a pandemic going on. Siri is for some reason lighting up on my phone. And your baby boy was about four months old. Yeah. Five months old, six months old. What what is he sitting at now? He's at eight months now. Eight so. months. Yeah, so it's
0: yeah, he was six months old. How's ago. that journey? It's awesome. Yeah. It's it's Different. <laughs> is he walking yet? He's getting close. Because he's, he's a crawling machine, though, right? He is, yeah. He's moving all over the place. He's jumping off beds. He's just, yeah. You set him on the floor, you turn around, he's under the couch, and you think, oh, shit, I lost him. It yeah. Sucks. <laughs> but...
2: I remember I lost my son behind the uh, the drapes. Nice. And the sliding glass door once yeah. freaked me out, man. I did you know it was first time dad, and I cannot <laughs> find him. Mom's not home. Oh, man. Panic. Yes. Wow. And right when I was about to literally lose my marbles, I saw a toe poking out from underneath the curtains, yeah. and, and he crawled himself right up there because it was sunny and shiny, and mm-hmm. the curtains on the floor covered him up, and uh, tragedy
0: averted. Right. It's yeah. weird how quiet they are at that moment, though. Anytime else, you got them in your arms, they're screaming. Right. But they're playing hide-and-seek. They're quiet. It is. It's, it's weird. Well,
2: let's see. Two months. Let's let's recap the last two months how of my you life real quick.
0: You, it's Yeah, it's, go ahead. How have I been? <laughs> yeah. Well... I'm
2: good. I'm hanging in there. Uh, about two months ago, three months ago, my lady was diagnosed with breast cancer. A very aggressive breast cancer. Uh, three weeks, I don't know, we're, we're almost a month to the day now out from her surgery. She had a double mastectomy, mm-hmm. and, which is brutal um, emotionally and physically for her. And I am the one who needs to be there and supportive and strong and for her and the children. Um, because she's basically been stuck on a couch, poor thing. Oh, man, um, man. Among other many things, which we won't get into as far as emotionally for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone asks me, you know, that you're involved in this too, man. How are you doing? And, you know, I haven't even had a, I haven't even stopped to really think about how I'm doing because I don't have time to stop and worry about right. I'm doing. I'm fine. I'm working. I'm making money. I'm paying the bills. Mm-hmm. I'm making sure she's okay. Making sure food's on the, you know, we're good. I'm good. I, I I think I'm doing all right. When I have time to breathe here, once she's doing a little bit better, um, I will reassess and maybe take a. I don't know. What do guys do? Do they get their nails done? Get a big what? Glass what of dads whiskey, do?
0: What you... Whiskey, some ice, some whi- a whole cigar. bottle of Jameson. Exactly. And... Yes, I might actually start drinking again with you for that one.
2: Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. I mean, I hardly drink that much as it is. Yeah, me either. But uh, <laughs> so. that's that's what's been going on in my life. Um, there is a GoFundMe which yes. I go on our dadcast page. I That's in fact fair. I'll 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 uh, I'll link it on the Facebook page if anyone is interested in listening to this would like to help donate to the cause because we have a very large deductible that has to be met. Um even though she's had the surgery and it's been handled there's still lots of bills that that mm-hmm. come along with this whole process and there's still um a couple more surgeries happening in the future. But these surgeries are coming from a guy and I maybe you guys could agree. I think and then not for her mind you. It's not going to be fun for her, but at the end result of these next surgeries are going to be fun because, well, boobs. Yes. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> she's going to be able to fit into a... Uh, she's going to be so pissed that I'm talking about her behind her back <laughs> on a podcast that millions of people can listen to. darling. I'm not even going to tell you about this when I get home tonight. You're going to have to listen to the podcast, and I hope you don't mind. But she's going to fit into a bikini that she's never fit in before, nice. and I can get to look yep. at that bikini and possibly touch that bikini that... So we're Hell yeah. th- good. Things are coming, <laughs> and the best news of all, which I think is overlooked and shouldn't be at all, is she's alive. Yeah, and definitely. is going to continue to stay that way for much longer. If mm-hmm. you know, if she hadn't, you know, in a year right. from now, things may be considerably different. Yeah. So yeah, here, cheers. That's cheers. my last two months. <laughs> um, but you know, well, dude, is a badass. Though she I mean, is a badass. She's she's, badass. she's strong. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. She's too stubborn to let any of this. Mm-hmm. Get her anyway. Yeah. Moment. Man, yeah. Well, is, that, is that what you call an uncomfortable silence?
1: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. That, I feel
2: like
0: it, you need
1: a hug. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good, man. Virtual hugs or COVID, there, right? There we go. <laughs> that that woman, for as much as I know about her, mm-hmm. dude, I think she truly is the only one for you. <laughs> Well, honestly. Yeah. Well, gosh, we're going on 12 years now. Yeah. So she better be.
2: Yep. Cuz <laughs> that's, that's a lot of time invested. You know I, what you I'm know saying? You know what?
1: I can I can say the exact same thing about Terry Lynn because it takes a woman of extraordinary grace and forgiveness I was going to, say to handle a force like me, <laughs> and it truly is. And, and I've been told that as well
2: as myself. I think I've, you know, the the greatest compliment I think I've ever received, and she reminded me that on Valentine's Day a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. and, and in a quote, she said, it's something, and I'm having a hard time thinking of exactly how the words were. Basically, she turned a bad boy into a good man. And that's what she said. And and I I, every time she gives me that compliment, I I look at her and go. But I never considered myself ever to be a bad boy because I've had friends who were the bad boys. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And I I don't think I ever touched. I mean, I may have you know dabbled a little bit in the badness, but I was never what I would thought is that guy's an (laughs) asshole. You know, and you know. So, but whatever, I take it as a great compliment. And uh, and here it's Valentine's Day.
1: That's a good topic.
2: How about that, Seg? Greg Roberts, what did you do for Valentine's Day?
1: Uh, honestly, with the weather situation, we did a whole lot of nothing. But we did, we did pull off gifts. Now, my oh. true big one for Valentine's Day for Terry Lynn came about as a result of help with the Rogue Weather family because. We needed upgrades on our mm-hmm. technical ability in the worst way possible. Um, we were suffering because we were now constricted by our lack of ability. My reliable HP was far becoming less reliable. Terry was having issues. She had got a Chromebook because everybody raved about it and then found out Chromebooks have huge limitations, which really hurt what we want to do. So we put out a kind of a plea for help from the Rogue Weather family, and, man, did those people ever respond. We wound up with far better gear than we ever could have pulled off just totally on our own. And Terry got an Acer Predator laptop that if you are a gamer, you know what an Acer Mm -hmm. Predator is. Well, we wanted that. Yes, because it's a gaming platform. But when you look at the speed, when you look at the other things that computer does, and then the marks for it across the board, it was like, got to get this. How in the world can we get this? Well, we got it. That was her major Valentine's present. But along the way, I threw a couple other things in. Yes, traditional flowers. Yes, maybe some candy. But other little things that just mean stuff to her. You know, the the little gifts, the books and the things like that. And then, well, she fed my inner Bigfootness. (laughs) <laughs> you can see. And you're I a hope, big
2: fan of the big of the Sasquatch. Uh,
1: yeah. She she had this water bottle, which is critical for my life in all kinds of ways now. But she had this custom made for me by an artist here in Medford that does these things. And it's phenomenal. Um, got my hat, my Dr. Mm-hmm. Squatch hat. Because I had been watching the videos for Dr. Squatch Soap Company on YouTube and busting a gut, the funniest (laughs) commercials I've ever seen. And I'm like, you know, one of these days we ought to find out if the product is as good as the commercials. And that's one of the things Terry did for me as a Valentine's present. She's like, let's do this. What she didn't tell me was when she placed her order, she saw a gift pack. The gift pack included the Dr. Squatch hat uh-huh. nice. and the Dr. Squatch coffee mug that says, let's go squatching on it. Oh, sweet. And so that's, you know, for me being a Bigfooter, those are the ultimate gifts of love. You feed one of my other big passions of life, which she actually shares too, because the best Bigfoot track I have ever found in the wild happened on our first date. And she was there when we discovered it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So
2: you truly, 100%, honestly believe that Harry and the Henderson real, is a real thing.
1: Harry and the Henderson. Harry <laughs> Henderson is a Harry very Henderson. real thing. and Sasquatch I am, is legit. I am Bigfoot very familiar is with some of the, let's say, the family members down here in the Southern Cascades.
2: How come they've never, you know, the, the biggest thing is, it's 2021. They've got eight k cameras.
0: Exactly.
1: Why is all the damn pictures blurry? Well, here's the funny (laughs) thing about that. What it is, I cannot tell you for sure. What I have seen with my own two eyes are things that you truly would have to see to believe. There is a supernatural ability aspect of these things. And I truly believe part of why the government will not talk about them, in fact, tries to deny they exist when they know they don't, is we are not the true superior beings on the planet. I totally agree with you on that. I'm going to talk about Space Force now. And there's. Who
2: who are the true superior beings then? Well,
1: just based off what I have seen them do and watched them do. It's the cats, right? These guys, they, <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. they have an ability to communicate on wavelengths and ways that we can't even do. We know for a fact, we've analyzed the recordings now and found out they transmit sound, infrasound, hmm. at a frequency and a decibel level that we'll never pick up on. They are not the only things on the planet, though, that does that. The crocodilians do it. Elephants do it. Rhinos do it. Um, But the crocodilians are the best example because when they're creating the infrasound, you can watch the water bubbling around them. There are plenty of life forces out there that have that ability. The other thing they have is something that humans get because of artificial means, night vision, and what they can do They can self-illuminate their eyes, and I have watched them do this, looking right at me in the dark and seeing red or blue eyes looking at me. You can watch the eye blink. When you look at their eyes and when you look at pictures of guys using night vision in the military or law enforcement, Mm -hmm. the effect of the night vision equipment for us is exactly what their eyes do naturally, and that's why they're so active in the dark. I think- and the darkness gives them a stealth and cover ability on us because they know we can't see in the dark. They know it.
2: I think Greg's got it mixed up, and it's actually the predator that's out there.
1: Yeah. It, yeah. I'm going to... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> See if they're if they're if they're the See, predator, I wouldn't be here
0: right
1: now though. Right? I literally, guys, I literally had the big daddy. It's dad cast. I had the big daddy of the family group that I am around up above Butte Falls. Mm-hmm. He approached from behind me in the dark, and I'm sitting on a log and I'm listening to them interacting. They're using wood knocks and then they're using true vocalizations where you'll hear and then you'll hear off over this way they have a code and it works in threes and they do it with vocalizations they do it with tree knocks and they do it with rock knocks they do it with rock, it with rock stacks there is a code and i'm cracking that code a little bit at a time just give me a damn picture an
2: audio recording next time
1: but Big Daddy, so I'm sitting there one night, and I'm listening to them carrying on. All of a sudden, behind me, I heard a noise that I might have thought, okay, there's a wood rat or something scurrying along behind me back there. And I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, I feel this presence. And I'm like, oh, boy. And I'm sitting there, and then all of a sudden, what I hear is... (laughs) Like Darth Vader... And I'm like, oh, man. And now I know what's going on. I didn't even dare turn around and face him. I just said, Daddy, I know you're right behind me. I know if you truly wanted to, you could end me right now. But you know I mean no harm to you guys. I'm just sitting here on the log. I'm at one with the log. I'm just listening to your family. That's all I'm going to do. He stood behind me for around 10 minutes just watching me and I could feel him just penetrating into my being and I'm like not moving not moving I would have heard him
2: then and then I, died but yeah I would have moved but I then I heard him got to see
1: and then he walked down the hill and as soon as he walked down the hill I was like thank you <laughs> and I was like wow that was freaking cool he was so close to me his whole presence just enveloped me and i could literally hear the sound of the air coming in and out of his lungs that's how close he was behind me
2: dadcast a dadcast has now shifted into the supernatural phenomena
1: exactly and, and this uh,
0: is where i think space force comes into play space force hold on with your damn space force nick <laughs> i
2: you can answer this real quick because the rails whoosh, greg just took off on that one valentine's day what did you do
0: i actually for your lady well well, I didn't, I didn't do a whole lot for my lady. Okay, what, it okay was more for the kids. What was involved so on Valentine's Day in the got, Martin household? Okay, so I got up at 2, went to the gym, came back, got the baby, went to the store, got a bunch of candy for the kids, a bunch of stuffed animals, got some lottery tickets for my wife because that's what she likes. My lady likes lottery tickets too. Got Potterson donuts. This morning. Yeah. Got some donuts, surprised them all at 7 a.m., and then I went to work. That was my Valentine's Day. All right, Space but, Force, go. Yeah. Okay. So, I think Space Force is was put into place because what you're saying is true. I think that there is Bigfoot. I think that there are aliens walking around among us, and I think that the government knows, and there has to be a way to protect us. You all bunch of crazy sons I, of bitches. You know that, right? I, I, don't, I, I don't. I don't think that there would be a branch of the military that's. Specifically Do you believe for the us. Earth is flat?
2: No. Okay. Good.
0: Just that's not to kick you out. No. Yeah. No. No. But I do believe that Space Force was put in place because there's stuff out here among us that we can't control that we need to be protected from somehow by some form of military. Then I guess I can't argue that there's stuff that we do not let Steve us know Carl about. And Steve made a phenomenal TV show about Space Force. So there's that. That was yeah. a good show. It was and, awesome. they got,
2: and they got what?
0: It's one season, two. Yeah. And I, the- I think one season, and that was. I I enjoyed it. That was was a good flick.
1: Now, here, on the other hand, kind of Space Force-ish, there are things about Bigfoot people report. He just doesn't uh, want to get off the Bigfoot. They see UFOs. (laughs) He likes talking about the Bigfoot, okay. They see UFOs, or they see these orbs. Uh, I've been around them a lot, and I've never seen any one of those things yet in conjunction with them. The only thing that I thought might be a UFO that I've ever seen was actually in my front yard on the fourth of July and Terry and I both saw it at the same time and we looked at each other and go, Did you see that? And what we saw was a silver teardrop shaped thing that went from the north, like hmm. over table rocks, to the Siskiyous, I mean in a blink and disappeared. I have no clue what I actually saw, but Terry saw it too. So I know so I didn't want to know recently it.
0: where same kind of thing. Actual video footage, pictures and they analyzed everything and they saw that it was real there's there's not another picture anything like it on the internet they said it hasn't been doctored it was hundred percent real so I 100 percent agree with Greg here on this one. There's some weird shit out there. Yeah.
2: There is. Now, that's the second time you've said shit today, and that's the first time I've said it.
0: Yeah.
1: I think we, we
2: get like three more before, before we have we to literally be, yeah. be considered explicit here on the podcast.
1: See, if I had bet the over-under, I'd be losing so bad right I now. I know. Okay, here. Fuck, <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck.
0: You better? All right. Oh. There, there you go. God, now we got to put a fucking E on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck me.
1: I will be the Ward Cleaver and abstain from profanity. Thank you. Oh, well,
2: you know, it's it's you, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. is as a radio personality, I've got it in, so ingrained into my system that I, I just, I don't, it, there's a microphone in front of me, bad words don't happen. Right. But ever since I've been doing my pirate radio thing, which is streaming, mm-hmm. and we do this podcast, I can let them slip a little. Right. We got to right. be
0: real. We can't. God
2: help me if I ever actually have a uh, another job on the air with a uh, <laughs> you know oh. large market or an FM of some sort, because then I have to retrain my... I have to... I've unlearned what I learned, gotta what I learned on... and then I got to relearn it again.
0: Forget the large market FM. Get on XM. Dude, you can say... Satellite? Sh- oh, yeah. You can say shit, fuck. Dude, all the bad words. I think on. I'd call up the fuck show. Yeah, exactly. But... <laughs> that could
2: actually be construed considerably else. And we have kids who listen, so I'm sorry, I apologize, I take that back. Son, don't repeat what I say. Do as I say, not as I do. And if you're gonna cuss, wait till you're eighteen. All right. Exactly. Cheers. Yeah, that's right. I actually I think he got caught dropping an F bomb the other day. He's ten. Oh, and boy. and he was online playing video games, and oh, I, I heard it. Yeah, I mean I'm plain as day. I heard it. <laughs> I walked in, dude.
1: I didn't see it. Like, yeah. It was my homie Son, on the- You you did. Yeah. You, I heard you. No, I did not. All right, whatever. Did he go all Eddie on you? Wasn't me. Hey. hey. Wasn't me,
2: <laughs> but I looked right in your face. Hey,
1: wasn't me. Wasn't me.
2: <laughs> Maybe it wasn't you.
1: <laughs> that is one of my all-time favorite. I can I, love that I can so repeat
2: <laughs> Eddie Murphy raw from beginning to end almost and delirious because yeah. that was what was given to me as eleven or twelve years old when it first came out back in the eighties. That is how I learned how to cuss.
1: Oh and, yeah. <laughs> well, he's talking about listening to Richard way. Pryor yeah. downstairs. You know. Yeah. You know. That actually, for me, okay, I listened to a little bit of Richard, but yeah. the guy who really pushed it over the cliff for me was Ed. And, uh, man, yeah. those, uh, I think I kind of want to go
2: watch those maybe tonight. Pull up some Eddie but Murphy Raw, maybe some Delirious and re it.
1: I will tell you this. I watched one of my best friends of my life, Ken Brown, who is also a phenomenal dad in his own right. Kenny, I love you, man, but I'm going to share the world truth here. Uh-oh. <laughs> We're working at Mount Bachelor at lift op- as lift ops at this point in our life, and this is how I met him. And each lift had a lift hostess assigned, and her whole duty was to check lift tickets and season's passes. Well, Ken and I are working at the bottom of Rainbow Chair, and Ken's being Ken, and about every third word out of his mouth is something profane, which is what I love about the guy. Anyway, the particular lift hostess we had that day was somebody I knew, and her father-in-law was the pastor of the Seventh-day Adventist <laughs> church in Bend, and she looks at Ken, and she goes, you're foul mouth." He didn't even miss a beat. He went foul mouthed. Fuck you! <laughs> Straight up from Eddie Murphy. I mean, it flowed just bam. And I was like, we still talk about that to this day. <laughs>
0: wow! All
1: right.
2: The, 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 the places we go on this on this podcast, uh, Nick. It looked yes. like you had something to say there. No. No. I noticed you shaved your head. I did, yeah. yeah so You took off all the hair. Why?
0: Because it was a pain in the ass. It was. I was oh. going to the barber. I, I love my barber. Cameron, you're the man. If you listen to this, you are the man. But it was too much. Every two weeks, going, getting the skin fade, getting the part, trying to go to the gym at 2 in the morning, making sure your shit's all combed. Well, that's your problem. <laughs> Who cares? I care. Well, that's,
2: okay. Yeah. One
0: day, sooner than later, <laughs> trust me, you're going
2: to wake up and go, whatever. Yeah. Now, like today, it's the first yeah. time I've done my hair in, I don't know, this year. Okay. Like I got out of the shower. You don't want to get out of the shower? I'm like, hey, whatever, screw it.
1: Today, I'm like,
2: okay, I might be on camera. Okay, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> So so I did it, but yeah. So the other thing,
0: cares. running around the store too—it's uh-huh. forty thousand square feet. Running back and forth, you start yep. sweating a little bit. It's this is much better. All and right, no mm-hmm. hair, yeah. fair enough, dude. dude sir, oh man, it looks, it looks good for plus, the record. You know what, Jason Statham's the man. <laughs> <laughs> no, Nick
1: though, dude, props that that look for you. That total—that's a rocking look. I right like now. it. It's, it's
2: comfortable. Yeah. If you didn't know him and you saw him in a dark alley, you would be intimidated. I guarantee it. I'll promise. Shaved head, beard. Buff. Lots Tats, of tattoos. Lots of tattoos. Yeah. Not
1: too tall, but... No, I'm, I'm, you know.
0: a, I'm like a little... <laughs> digit, like a tiny person. Sorry. A tiny person. You're like a buff Frodo. <laughs>
1: it's like, yeah. You know, but I'll <laughs> tell you what. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm lesser of a man now than I was a month ago, but yeah, I'm you, still much bigger than you guys. I wanted to
2: touch on that. Yes. So, I mean, what, what for, for those of you who aren't aware, Greg Roberts, as long as I've ever known him, and we're pushing... 15 years now, give or take, 20? Oh, no, at least 15. Yeah, at least. I mean, because, gosh, I was on the Rogue in 2006. Yep. And
1: I was yep. working across town with <laughs> yeah. the boy. So, so that's yeah. when I,
2: I met you, give or take. And you've always been a very large fella. Not just yep. tall, but big, for a better way to put it. Yeah. You are not as big as you once were. No, no. Talk to me
1: about that journey. First of um, all, how much weight have you lost in the last month? In the last month, 26.9 pounds. And total? In total, since I was diagnosed type 2 diabetic, we're Mm -hmm. now at 49, almost 50. Mm -hmm. Good job, man. So, And what's the ultimate goal? Ultimate goal, and I made no bones about this, especially with my advisor in the program. I showed them a picture of me in 1990 at Mount Bachelor in my ski racing days when I was 6% body fat, had a true six-pack, not on the table, but right where it mattered most, Um, Mm -hmm. and had the stamina and endurance to do anything I wanted to do in my life. I was a ski racer. I was a wildland firefighter. A 10-mile hike with 80 pounds of gear on me was something I did for work Mm -hmm. and got paid to do it and could do it well. And I'm showing them this picture of me and said, this, this is who I want to get back to ultimately. And the advisor didn't even miss a beat and said, I'm going to give you the tool to get there. You are going to decide how this actually happens. It's all on you. And from that day to this, every single damn day, my ski racing coach, Rick, is in my ear saying repeatedly, how bad do you want this? Are you going to sacrifice everything for it? And you have got to go earn this every single day. And that's the mission I've been on since January 11th. I get up every day. How bad do you want it? What will you sacrifice? And how hard are you going to work to earn that? Mm-hmm. Easiest thing I've ever done in my life. And I have completely flushed the toilet on all alcohol, fast food, anything carb, anything sugar. It's got to be clean. It's got to be lean. And it's got to be green. Sweet, so Clean, I will lean, not, and green. What about a Steak. Uh, steak is allowed, but I have to eat way different cuts than I ever did before okay. and much smaller portions of it. Okay. No baked potato, no mashed potato, no none of that. Yeah. But I always love cauliflower and broccoli anyway, and cauliflower and broccoli, it's what we call a free load. Mm-hmm. So Mass you, quantity consumption. Is that- it not, it, no, it's actually not even true. Keto, this is a little bit different. Right. You can eat things on keto that I can't yeah, eat can because eat I'm stuff, fighting yeah. the type 2 diabetes battle at the same time that I'm working on a lot of other okay. things. And there are things that I've got to completely eliminate out. The amazing part about this process, when I was first diagnosed in June of 2017 as a type 2, I tried to do Atkins. Why? Because I'd had success with Atkins Mm -hmm. before. Two weeks into it, my blood sugars went all over the frickin' map, and my doc's like, whoa, whoa, we got to back off on that. you got to start incorporating some carbs. And that eventually... Let me back down into the collapse. Yep. Yep. So when I found this program and I'm actually not going to talk about it now, we'll circle back around to it when I'm ready because what I'm going to do, I, I seriously found a new mission and a purpose in life. I'm not going to go and hammer people. I'm not going to turn into a zealot. I'm not going to be those ultimate vegan warriors that we all hate, but I'm going to say, If you are at your rock bottom, if you have nowhere else to go, if your doctor is telling you some of the things he told me, I have a lifeline. I can help you. But I don't care about this lifeline. It has got to be on you. Mm -hmm. Are you willing to give up the things that made you sick? Are you truly willing? I was, and if they are, this program will work. And when I am truly ready and qualified to do it, then we're going to discuss the program.
2: All right. What's going on over there, Nick? Yep. You got a cramp? I knew
1: it as soon as I saw the look on his, the grimace wow. on his face. Wow. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah he's, he's cramping hard.
2: So, yeah, there you go. Reach out to, you know, where can, if anyone's listening to this podcast, if anyone. Ah, let me rephrase that one yeah to you listening to this podcast right now if that if that struck a nerve if that touched you in any way and and you know it spoke to you how can they get a hold of you
1: through rogueweather.com you we were on facebook we're on MeWe. and you can you can private message me i'll get in touch with you i am actually going to help one of our former radio advertisers on opus first. And I'm doing it, starting my timeline. My advisor is going to help me because this guy is in a medical crisis. We need to act now to help him and change the direction of his life. And he and his wife are more than ready. His wife has been following me on Rogue Weather. She yep. saw the pictures I put up and she was like, I mean, I could see it in the message. She was tearful. Please help us. This is what's going on with him. And I'm like, you got it. So we're getting together at 6 o'clock tomorrow night, and I'm going to get them started. There you go, man. Good job. And, and get him saved, literally. So
2: You know, someone who needs saving right now, <laughs> Nick Martin. I, I, let me explain to you what's going on. If ever a man looked like they were having a baby, uh, this is kind of what's happening right now. There's a lot of heavy breathing. There's some grimacing and painful scowls. And he's gripping at his leg. Is that a hammy that's being pulled right yeah, now, dude? Yeah, he's
1: got a big time Charlie. And I'll what? tell you what. I mean, do you need to stretch that some bitch out? that thing a little. No. Okay. All right.
2: Well, we're going to let him get through that, and it's now's a good time to thank our sponsors once again. Bone Yard Elixir. I'm currently drinking a sparkling CBD beverage. Contains only. 20 Twenty-five milligrams of CBD to grape soda. It's delicious. Thank you guys at Boneyard Elixir so much for sponsoring the
1: Dadcast and providing us with awesome beverages. Hey, let me throw my two cents worth in. I I cracked cracked you throw in five cents. Okay, I cracked that tropical, dude. That's actually really good. It tastes like I should be sitting on a beach and having little umbrellas in it, and then not being able to get through a Dewey test. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's like that. It's it's, it's got everything good, but the bad good stuff. stuff. Yeah,
2: reminds me of my my radio station pirate radio. Yeah, They're tropical. Nick, you doing all right, bear buddy? You're gonna get through this. I can't stand up. You can't stand up. Might have to carry you out of the studio later. <laughs> oh. oh
1: man! Carry piggybacking down the stairs will be talk real fun. about
2: your fun, fun podcasts. This one will go. Oh, and it's on camera too. Yeah, just- <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Hey, for the record, I, I I will edit this part out. So right now, you'll never see this. You just you can only hear it. You can only audio visualize. Yeah, try happening. and
1: try and straighten that thing. Put all your weight on your on the back of your foot. And try and get that thing as straight as you can. And unfortunately, I mean, I wish I could give you this and let you start chugging water, but Wow. You know what? I'm gonna tell you something. I think the worst of it is past. I think I'm back. Okay. Buddy. I got I got a word for you, and it's something that's allowed on my plan right now. Pickle juice pickle juice pickle juice my lady loves the pickle for juice for the human body it really? truly does yeah i'm going to have to go get a jar of yeah. pickle and well <laughs> and, some and then the pickles banana, potassium i mean the way i'm yeah. eating right now pickles oh. are my new joy especially the Clausen's. i love those things those pickles hey, greg you spirit, need to keep your personal affairs to yourself hey so. i get two of those things a day and that's much, much much Oh, so good and then the pickle juice bueno so let's 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 shift
2: gears um i love the fact that Here's a little insight to the show. Typically, we'll plan things. We'll think about topics to discuss. We'll have questions laid out. Today, we are literally flying by the seat of our pants. Exactly. And I honestly think that kind of show works better sometimes.
1: Yeah. Um, JP, it's you and me. For God's sake, we can't plan
2: this. Really? We're
1: not planning it. We're just doing so, it, Mom. So you ready? Yeah.
2: Best concert you ever have been to. Great. You were there to see
1: it, Volbeat, Trivium, and Digital oh, Summer.
2: And that just wasn't because I gave you no. backstage passes and you got to meet the band, right? Yeah, That's- no,
1: no, 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 no. Trust me on this. That was, yeah, that was a highlight. I have never heard better sound in the Medford Armory.
2: I don't know what they did for that, Volbeat
1: to, is better live than anything you will hear on the radio or listening to their albums. Trust me when I tell you, and Trivium, Matt and I are still in touch to this day yeah, talking yeah, to I each talk other. I talk to those guys every and once Keefe's in a while. He's an awesome dude. But man, has their music ever progressed? And Matt goes, I get so much crap from people over this. I go, dude, tell them to go piss up a rope. <laughs> Where you're going now, the growth of what you guys are doing, your progression moving forward, it's freaking awesome. And Trivium was nails that night, and Digital Summer was nails that night. It is a really rare, rare thing. To go to a multi-band event and have everybody just be, bam, on it, nailed it. And that show they did. All right. Nick? I'm going to go
0: with Deftones, Rise Against, and Thrice over in Bend. Hands down, one of the best ones I've seen in the last probably 15 years. Like, awesome guys. I know all the guys in Thrice. Super cool dudes. And just a freaking great show at the Les Schwab Amphitheater outside. Summertime. Good oh. stuff.
2: Since I became a dad, uh, my favorite concert that I've ever been to uh, has changed from, which I'll tell you in a moment, to now um, JoJo Siwa.
0: Really?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not.
1: I was so not <laughs> buying I <want> it. <laughs> I was so not
2: Seven-year-old loves her, for the no. record. <laughs> and that might be the greatest concert, in the history of all concerts in her. But I, yeah, because I've seen so gosh darn many it is very difficult for me for pick just one because you know I'll wake up in the middle of the night tonight and I'd be like, Oh f- shit, I forgot about that one. But right now, I'm gonna give you two. So my top two. Is that, if that if that's all right with you, you
1: guys? Go for it.
2: My first concert. Mm. Rush. The Ooh. Presto Tour. Oh
0: damn.
2: Two yeah. gigantic inflatable top hats with inflatable yep. bunnies, 30 feet tall on both sides of the stage, and you know, three man. Canadian pricks playing the best damn music ever. That was one. Second, fairly recent, a few years ago, believe it or not, the Hollywood Vampires at Brit.
0: Yes. That, yeah. That show,
2: for whatever reason, the energy. And God. plus, you know, I got to meet the boys. and and nice. uh, Yeah. I, and, and my lady actually got to kiss Johnny Depp. Nice. She, he, she asked if he could. And then he actually looked at me. He's like, is that right, man? Is that going to be cool with you? You're not going to beat me up or nothing? I'm like, dude, I'm the one taking her home. Please, I'm it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she was, it didn't, whatever happened the rest of that night didn't matter. She got to kiss Johnny Depp. And I was fine with it. That was cool. That's a story for the grandkids. Yeah. But that, yeah. that show, Alice Cooper, Johnny Depp, Joe Perry from Aerosmith, and uh, the, the, the bassist was the bassist from uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Yep, yeah. um, and, and Matt Sorum, drummer, GnR, yeah. GNR second drummer of GNR. Yeah. Uh, just oh. something about that night, man. It was dude. so good in the music they played. Granted, most of them were covers. Mm-hmm. You know, except like, this is an Allison Change or an Aerosmith song, or right. excuse me, Allison Change, Alice, in Chains, Alice <laughs> Cooper song. Right. Um. It, that there you go. That oh, that, I was
0: that there. One. dude. So good. Yeah. Such a good show. That that was. Yeah.
1: Ooh. Okay, wow. I guess i got to date myself then, because my first major concert. Skinnered! No. <laughs> <laughs> Old Miles Field here in Medford, Black Oak, Arkansas, and Hart, when Ann Wilson was an absolute goddess of <laughs> that was every rude. I'm sorry, Ann. possible. Yeah. She hit that stage. I took one look at her, and I'm just like, oh. And it was like instant love. What I will never forget in finding out in the aftermath of of that concert was when Black Oak was playing, they turned their sound up so much, it was literally rattling China off the walls of the manor. Really? No freaking joke. (laughs) I loved hearing that. I'm like, yeah, there we go. That's what we're talking about. Rock and roll, baby. Good stuff. And then I got to see a show... My first major, I'm going to say theatrical. Okay. Because Black Oak, Arkansas and Heart. there's no, you know, bombast, fireworks, special effects. There's none of that going on. It was just them straight ahead, raw, the music. Oakland, California, 1976. I
2: already love this story.
1: Kiss Destroyer Tour. And who's opening up for them? Bob Seeger Bob Seeger, I'll get it. Bob Seeger and the Silver Bullet Band, opening for Kiss. Right. Kiss on the Destroyer Tour, the top of their game, the top of everything. It was the circus, the 4th of July, and Halloween, all rolled into one, and it never disappointed. And God, what were you like 14? There, no, 12. 12 yeah. Actually, no, 11, And I'm sitting there just, just like Oh my God! Gene Simmons really is ten feet tall and spits <laughs> blood and shoots fire. And this guy's the coolest ever. Look at Ace Frehley up there shooting out fire out of his guitar. And it was without a doubt the thing that I watched, and especially watching Peter Chris and go. I have got to do that that is who I want to be I want to be those gods
2: that's amazing and oh, you ended yeah. up being a skier uh,
1: you know which here's, is here's great. the amazing part of life I actually rock and roll skier I actually have had an, an embarrassment of talents bestowed on me by God and part of that was genetics from parents and part of it was my own dogged determination uh-huh. the musical side of it was absolutely a gift from my parents. When Kip Winger dedicated that song to me, I start singing it out there in the audience, and the next thing I know, every single person around me is turning and looking at me with this kind of look. (laughs) And this woman looked at me and said, oh my God, you're better than him. And I'm like, hey, thank you. I appreciate that compliment. Because there was a point in time in my life I knew Tesla before they were Tesla. I jammed with those guys. I partied with those guys. Night rangers, same thing. Was around those guys. Mm-hmm. If that was what I had truly wanted for me, if it hadn't been just about, hey, we get to go to bars every weekend, get alcohol for free, and get laid like porn mm-hmm. stars. <laughs> if that had been what I thought was going to be my vehicle in my life to truly change it, I would have gone and done it. I'll give you an example. James Hetfield and I, yeah, like this. And I know that because I know James, or at least I did back in the day. I saw Metallica at least 50 times before anybody else had ever heard of them. I watched them at the Shire Road Pub in Sacramento, and Dave Mustaine is still in the band, and I'm watching this and going, oh, my God, I have never heard anything that aggressive and relentless. It was full-on venom and power from the time they hit that stage until the time they ended it, and if you had told me at that moment, In 10 years, that's going to be the biggest band in the world. I'd have said, you're freaking crazy. 10 years later, Metallica's biggest band in the world. And one of the most mind-blowing experiences of my life was Monsters of Rock in Spokane. Van Halen, Scorpion, Dokken, Metallica, and Kingdom Come. (laughs) Watching Metallica on that big stage with that bill. And those guys just came out on fire. I I mean, they were on fire. And you could tell we're up for the challenge of playing in front of Van Halen and the Scorpions. And we are going to own the world. And we're going to make a statement right now today. And I will never forget, I'm sitting way back. And every time Newstead hit that lower end of that base, that thing just came and went boom on my chest. And I'm like... Yeah! Oh, I love you guys so much. I love you guys. Night Ranger. Still talk to Kelly and still talk to Jack every once in a while. And so thrilled for the success Night Ranger obviously had. Same thing with Tesla. But man, blowing up, going supernova, kings of the earth can do anything they want to do, anytime they want to do it. Nobody touches Metallica from back in the day. And I used to toss down shooters and beer with James after shows.
2: Never it must did have like been a lot Lars. of them.
1: Never did like <laughs> Lars. Loved James. James and I, we related on all kinds of levels. He is a solid guy. I uh, need
2: you to do me a favor and get a hold of James, okay?
1: Yeah, no problem. I, <laughs> I, I, I here. yeah, I need, I need, I need,
2: we need to have a talk. Uh, yeah, an interview. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I've never met James, and I want to. Okay,
1: so we should do that. Uh, yeah, no. Big, actually, you would really like it because the one thing I've heard consistently from people to this day. Oh, my God, he is such a down-to-earth kind of guy. He truly is. Who he is as an individual never departed from who he was. And that's a great thing about James. Yes, he's battled some demons. Oh, my God, has he battled demons. And I pray for that guy hard because he is a true good guy at heart. And this time, I really hope he has slayed the demon in his life and really kicked that addiction thing. I really do.
2: We all hope so, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you to our sponsors once again, Boneyard Elixir. I'm drinking an awesome grape soda, a sparkling CBD beverage. And uh, our newest sponsor, Nick.
0: JL Insurance. Thank you so much, guys.
2: All right, short and sweet. Yeah. JL Insurance, providing you with all
0: your insurance needs. (laughs) That's my radio
2: voice kicking in and pretending to do advertising. All right, you guys, that is getting real close to wrapping up this week's edition of the podcast. This is... Dadcast. A big thanks to our amazing, awesome, special guest, man of the day, honorary radio guy, Greg Roberts from RogueWeather.com. Check it out at RogueWeather.com. You can find him on Facebook, but more preferably MeWe these days. And uh, if you have questions about the weather, don't ask because he'll be a smartass about it.
0: Mm. Or do ask. Well, <laughs> I'm not sure. You need to see the comments. I you know, here's,
1: here's, the only, here's the only thing. Uh, obviously, the success is a beautiful thing. I couldn't have imagined it, but I got to admit, you know, I try and put information out there, and Facebook works against me. And, yeah, so it does get kind of, uh, come on, guys. Yeah, I know, algorithms, when et When there's et information posted on the page or on the website, and people keep asking about it. Yeah, I know. You know, it's, here's what's it's, funny. It's hard,
2: but there's, there's a lot of stupid people out there. Is well, a, that's just something. The, thing, the thing we can't Facebook's do is we can't call them on it. That's, that's the thing. We can't call them on it. They mm-hmm. just got to continue to be stupid, and that's it.
1: MeWe though, <laughs> yeah, it does not happen on MeWe because MeWe every single post I make on MeWe gets to every single person following me. There will come a day,
0: Wait till you yeah. get the Facebook when
1: I will make <laughs> the social media decision, and I'll tell you right now, MeWe. Please, dear God, don't ever change what you're doing, guys. Because I love what you're doing, and if I've got to choose one eventually, it's gonna be me. We, because I put one post up, and every single person who follows me gets it, and I know they get it. We just need
2: to get MySpace back, man. Oh, dude, you know Nick, you'd be my top eight right now.
0: Yeah, hey, you'd be my top eight. When When I I came to MySpace.
1: Tom was legitimately Tom, and he actually started interacting with me. I'm like, right on. I love Tom from MySpace. I miss that dude. He was actually pretty cool. I liked him.
2: Awesome. We're going to leave it at that. Greg Roberts, once again, thank you so much for coming in to do DadCast. Uh, Nick Martin, any uh, special uh, teasers for who we got coming up here in the next coming weeks?
0: Um, We are working on a famous musician. A famous musician. He's been in a huge pop punk band. He's got a new album coming out.
2: I think I know who you're talking about. Super I'm cool friends deal. with that guy. Yes, you are. And I've actually been... We'll leave it at that. Yeah. Do not go anywhere. If you do have to go somewhere, make sure you come back to DadCast. Right. We do and have AJ listen.
0: Logan coming up, though. That's you guys cool. We were around the valley about 10, 15 years ago. You heard him on the radio. Super cool guy. He's coming. We're moving back, actually. And also
2: Derek Cole. And Derek Cole. Yeah. Uh, Medford's own famous Derek Derek from Oregon. That's right, Mm -hmm. Derek from Oregon. Coming up on the Mm -hmm. DadCast in future. This has been DadCast season two, episode number one. Thanks for tuning in, man. And we will catch you all on the flip on the next episode. Nick, Greg, thanks for coming in, man. Yeah, you got it.